Greetings, adventures, and welcome to GNGG Cast. Welcome everyone to Good Night and Good Game, your Geek News Roundup for the week that was. I'm your host, James, and with me this week, as always, is my co-host, Hector. Hello. This week on the show, it's time for part one of our Summer Games Festival coverage. There's a ton of great content to cover, so let's get excited. Before we start, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where's a patron of our show. You can suggest topics for us to talk about. I know that I've been talking about our Expanse episode, but... Before we get to that, um, there's a lot of great games at Summer Games Festival, and I have too many notes to do too many shows on. So what we're going to do is there was an indie showcase that happened today. Um, Early next week, we're going to record a very special episode just about the indie showcase, and that's going to go live uh, for our patrons uh, next weekend. So look forward to that. But we saw the Expanse stuff coming in. So yeah, get excited, y'all. Okay, with all that out of the way, it is time for the Prelude. Prelude. All right, this is the prelude. This is what we've been doing with ourselves this week, what we've been playing, what we've been watching, what's been occupying our free time, and what has been making us happy. Hector, what do you got for me this week? Oh, man. So, um, uh, uh, re- uh, frequent viewers of our show can mm-hmm. mark this as the time I decided to start allowing myself to feel joy again. <laughs> because I got through a lot of stuff since our last prelude. Um, let me see. Uh, yes, uh, on the list, I finished The Righteous Gemstone, season oh, two. I need to watch that. Oh, my God. The show is... Season one was amazing. Yeah, season one was amazing. So I, I knew season two had ended, and so I just went in, and I binged the entire thing, and fucking A if that show doesn't deliver yet again. Excellent. With Love the you. most awesome shit, penises everywhere, nice. fucking religious, and religion and blasphemy, mm. and there is a scene... In the finale, and, and the finale is good, but that was just so flagrantly and outlandishly over the top that I could barely watch. I am not an easily embarrassed viewer. Wow. Most of the time, I'm usually detached from what I'm viewing yeah. in almost an academic way. But this just, uh, the combination of Walton Goggins and just like the absolute hilarity but reality of the situation he was in just i i i i nearly turned away i nearly wow. left the room during this scene okay it was so much great show um can't recommend it enough the righteous gemstones it's on hbo the best streaming service that there is right now mm-hmm. okay so um I, I, well outside of shutter um let me see uh the next thing that i did is i started watching the Boys season three. Ooh, I haven't started yet. Um, so I've only seen the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I, I won't describe it at all. But speaking of penises, I won't describe it at all. <laughs> but um, this season is going to be buck fucking wild. Right. Like they literally are ending all of the like, oh, my God, my girlfriend's a Nazi plot lines right. and moving into the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm. And. I, I don't know how to tell you enough how fucking out of control the first episode was. Mm-hmm. When you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's very much a holy fucking shit moment most of the time you're watching that episode. I love that. Yeah, Super absolutely. That. I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, let me see. Um, another thing that you'll be interested in is I had the chance this week, Tuesday night, to show a good friend of mine uh, who hadn't seen it, the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yay. Yeah. Um, it was my second viewing of the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll see it many, many more times. And yeah. we've talked about it before on the show. Please watch uh, but, it. But yeah, please, please watch it. And, and I'll keep this brief, but he literally came in, you know, excited and had never seen a trailer before, didn't know mm-hmm. what was going on, mm-hmm. but he trusted my taste in movies. 
Yep. We got halfway through the movie and he was dumbfounded, literally mm-hmm. awestruck. Um, by the end of the movie, cried his heart out, left left my place literally singing a little song. Wow. Um, you could tell how, watching how deeply that movie affected another human being was, was a truly great experience. And that is, that is fucking powerful. share this movie with as many people as you can. Yeah. Um, it, it will be a joy to you, A, to see it again, no matter how many times you've seen it, but yeah. also to give someone else the gift that is everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing that I have, I put on the list for you. Oh, thank you. I finally finished... Leviathan Falls. So ah, I have now read all of the, the Expanse books, and it's right. time for you to do the same. I know. I am behind. It's okay. That's okay. We've all been behind I, on so all fun, kinds of so things. It's so funny that you mentioned that because my Audible credit came in today. Yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> so, I bet it did. I need to see where I left off and see if there's any books in the middle that I need to Oh, yeah. Do. There's some novellas here and there. Yeah. There's even a novella that I haven't read yet that comes after the final book. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Cool. It's, it's, you know, their usual novella length. So, you know... Yeah. The, the, the length of about a f- quarter to a fifth of a book. Yeah. But, you know, it's usually something that explains to you what's going on. Yeah. And the only thing I'll say about the end of the series is that I loved it absolutely perfectly. And I can't imagine it ending really any other way, no matter how... Uh, uh, how how real it all is. It's just, it was just wonderful. It nice. was beautifully done. I would expect nothing less from this writer team, mm-hmm. the whole Jem- James S.A. Corey persona that is these two authors. Yeah. Um, just masterful work. Um, I, I, I would say unequaled in our time mm-hmm. as far as series of novels go. I, I, I can't think of anything better. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Read The Expanse and watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, over on my side of the world, book wise, I've been tearing through uh, Simu Liu's um, book. We were we were dreamers. Oh yeah. Um, it is sad <laughs> that the dude who is as lighthearted as he is, he has had a hard fucking life. Um, there's a scene in particular where he talks where his parents left um, where they were from to start a better life mm-hmm. over in Canada, and had to come back and get him. And he had only known his life where he had grown up. And his grandparents raised him and the way that he describes how he was basically ripped from the people he thought that he was family, that, that he thought of his family to be with his parents who he had no real association with. It's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Like I was driving like while listening to this and I was about to fucking cry while I was driving. Like it was, yeah, it was brutal. It's dangerous. Yeah. Um, because we're only going to be talking about Summer Game Fest this week. Uh, one, we that means we're not going to be doing a Blizzard Are You Okay segment this mm-hmm. week. That being said, I played Diablo Immortal, and I can tell you right now, Blizzard is not okay. Mm, now, no, they're not. Here's what I can tell you about Diablo Immortal. This game has the ability to suck you in. It is Diablo. You are playing Diablo on your phone. You are having fun playing Diablo on your phone. I was actually relatively enjoying myself without having to notice anything really big microtransaction-wise, but I hadn't gotten that far in the game. Mm -hmm. And it was about that time that the news reports started coming out about what it would take to actually get your character to max level in this game. Something like spending over $100,000 to max out a single character. $100,000 or literally 10 mm. years of in-game time. Yeah. It That's, is ridiculous. Yeah. So immediately after learning about all this, reading all this, I uninstalled the game. Yeah. I, I just, I couldn't find joy 
in a game that was going to so brutally yeah. rake its players over the coals. I could yep. not justify it. I, th- I think Skillup put it really well when he said that mobile gamers are used to this. Star Citizen fans are, mm. are used to this sort of thing. But as, as, as far as people who... I, I don't want to say people who watch this show. People watch this show for all kinds of reasons. But for the people who like the video games in the same way we do, it's, it's yeah. mostly consoles. It's mostly AAA and indie spaces. But in, in and on a device that isn't our phone because we just weren't raised with that. Um, th- for for non-mobile gamers, this is the most egregious, the, the, the horrific monetization we have literally ever had to contend with. Yeah. This is Blizzard. This is Diablo. Mm-hmm. This is a main franchise in, in, in a franchise that has been big since its first beloved. iteration. Beloved. Revered. Mm-hmm. For, for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's, it's literally like the, 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 the worst monetized game that non-mobile gamers have ever had to even care about. Yeah. And grats, Blizzard. You did, you did it. You, you fucked it up. Good you fucked job. up Diablo. Well done. Ooh. That is everything that we have for the prelude this week. We have a lot of things to talk about when we come back in Summer Game Fest. Game Fest. Hey, this is part one of Summer Game Fest. It is essentially where we have the weekly raid normally, but this is all we're doing. We're only talking just about Summer Game Fest. We have a lot of things to talk about. We're going to jump right in. We can't touch everything. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Yeah, it was impossible. Two, it was a two-hour presentation. We want to hit some of the highlights, some of the stuff that really stood out to us. Um, the show opened with Callisto Protocol. Which is the uh, was made by some of the developers behind yeah. Dead Space. Yes, it, it, it's literally so. So here's what we you're have. gonna hear us say Dead Space a lot this episode. By yeah. the way, so take a drink every time you hear that. Uh, yeah, or you know, d- d- enjoy your liver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, um, yes. What would the situation that we currently have in the gaming industry is? EA is currently making a remake of Dead Space. Um, that is what they're doing because they own the rights. The developers of Dead Space decided they make their own Dead Space with blackjack and hookers and. <laughs> And that's Callisto Protocol. Right. And everything about Callisto Protocol looks amazing. I've never yeah. even played Dead Space. Oh, you but should. You, and but you, you will. But you can tell. Like, I was sitting there watching. I've seen enough footage of Dead Space mm-hmm. that I'm sitting there watching. Like, if you had not told me the developers of Dead Space worked on this, you could tell. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's literally. The, like, down it, to the it's, gun. it's the thing the gaming industry never does. It's giving people exactly what they want. Like, what if all the developers of Dead Space just broke off, started their own studio, and made their own fucking Dead Space? Yeah. And and then they did. Yeah. And it's and it amazing. Looks it looks so gorgeous. It looks it, it's a beautiful looking game. The the gore is intense. Mm-hmm. Um you can tell that they, they they put a lot of effort into all of the the customization, the realism, the the the, the traps. It it looks like they tried to make it more fun. Um, yeah. they, they showcased a grip gun, which is basically a gravity gun, but you use it on enemies instead of objects. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah, everything about that looked like a blast. It looks great. Surprisingly, let's mention mm-hmm. they showed a trailer for a new modern warfare game. Yeah, I didn't. I, I I was straight up thinking we were not getting another Call of Duty this year after the last one. The last yeah. one was so bad. Yeah. So bad. But I mean, to be fair, when we talk about Call of Duty, mm-hmm. they have multiple studios creating Call of Duty games simultaneously. Very true. So this one was in the oven right. but long before the right. last one so, was released. So this isn't like Battlefront or, right. it's, or Battlefield or whatever, where yeah. it's like, you know, there's only one of these every six years. That's true. It's, it's There's going to be a guaranteed we're getting a Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And people seem to be 
positive-ish about it? So so there are a few things to like. And and now, like, time is a flat circle. Again, watch True Detective Season 1. Yeah. Time is a flat circle. So what we have is eons ago, in the days of yore, longer ago than Gandalf is old, me and my friend Ross played Modern Warfare 2 on Steam mm-hmm. on PC together. The, oh, the original Modern Warfare? The original Modern Warfare 2, mm-hmm. the second one. Right. Um, this game coming out this year is straight up Modern Warfare 2. It's not a remake, but it's it, it's basically that. It, it's all of the Modern Warfare characters, all mm-hmm. the Modern Warfare 2 characters. Yep. One character from Call of Duty Ghost, which was an awful game, but I mean, people like the character, so that's fun. Um, and they squish them together, put them in a modern setting in a game that looks a lot like Modern Warfare and like in almost like a bad way. Like the graphics aren't great. Yeah. Um, but the shooting is all rock solid. The scenarios all feel like Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. And they're releasing it on Steam. It's not Battle.net only. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure came from a focus group study that said the Battle.net launcher is bad for sales. That's probably true. Yeah. So that's what's <laughs> happening. So again, time is a flat circle. And if this happens this year... And we decide to do it. We'll be playing Modern Warfare 2 on Steam again. Yeah, there we go. Everything old is new again. Mm -hmm. Speaking of everything old is new again, (laughs) you guys love when James gets on a rant about some weird-ass obscure game that he loved growing up. Oh, hell yeah. And I have to talk about this. Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. I'm excited for this. I'm going to talk about the game Flashback Square. yeah. So, I want to give you a little bit of context. Flashback was a game that I played obsessively as a child, and I, and I didn't understand how a lot of it worked. Um, right, it was a complicated game in a very simple video game era. Right, and it was one of the early games to use kind of rotoscoping to mm-hmm. capture real actors. Right, and like you had to like really time your shots and movement because yeah. the character moved in a, in a way. Think original Prince of Persia for an idea, but yes, basically rotoscoped animations that it, were. It's, yeah. it's like it's like Prince of Persia if the if. Prince, the Prince of Persia had like 20 pound weight strapped to his leg. <laughs> yeah, straight up. That's what it's like. He was not running on walls in this game. Right. <laughs> so the idea behind the original flashback is you wake up in this like futuristic jungle with aliens with guns all around you mm-hmm. and you have no memory. Yeah. And the entire story of this character is what starts in this jungle eventually progresses to like a very Blade Runner universe. Mm-hmm. And mind you, this is before like cyberpunk was cool, y'all. Oh, yeah. Like that's where it was at. And I, I did manage to beat it a couple times because you're a kid and you beat your head against a wall or you use mm-hmm. cheat codes. Yeah. And I loved it, but it was a game that was so obscure. I never thought it would get a sequel. Um, in the early days of Windows, Windows 95, they actually made a sequel to Flashback. Oh. But it was not done in the traditional original style, right? At the time, 3D kind of third person was becoming a thing. Oh. And they made a very bad game. And it was not good. And people did not play it. The area it of bad. the Mario 64 clone. Right. Ugh. So now we're kind of doing with flashback what modern horror movies are doing, which is like we go back to the original and say, that was good. We should do that again. But we should delete all of the sequels that came afterwards. Mm-hmm. So now we have flashback squared. And it's very much in the old style. It feels very heavy. The rotoscoping kind of technique is back. Um, whether or not that's actually what they're doing, if they're just kind of faking it, I don't know. But it keeps the blocky appearance of things while still mm-hmm. making it modern. Yeah. Um, it keeps the Blade Runner aesthetic. Um, I'm 
really excited about this, but there was definitely a part of my brain when I watched this that went, who other than me is fucking excited for this? Aside from the fact that Jeff Keighley was like, I'm excited, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're as old as I am. So yeah. like, that's why you're excited. Like, I just don't imagine a ton of people these days, although I guess they did do a re-release of the original flashback pretty recently. They did. Um, and um, not only I, that, I actually but it's purchased like, it and it's on my switch. I just haven't played it yet. Oh yeah. Not only that, but also like it, it's, it is like an indie game. It's not a triple yeah. A game. It doesn't look like God of War or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It looks like an indie game. So I feel like if they made it on a budget and they get, you know, several thousand, like thousands and tens of thousands of sales, that's, that's good. Yeah. It's very that, true. That's making your money back. Now flashback was a game that by the way, was much bigger in the UK than it was here. So that could mm. be their target demographic. Okay. Yeah. No, that's uh, good that too. and like out of this world, those were all really big in the UK. Yeah. So, um, Hector, I'm going to let you take this next one. Mm. Witchfire. Witchfire. Witchfire is a game that was announced so long ago that I had literally forgotten about it. But this is, and I, it's don't ask in, don't don't ask me any questions. I don't I don't have answers. This is a first person shooter that is set in, in medievally, mm. as in like think. The type of technology you would get from something like Warhammer Vermintide, right? Yeah. Like, you're, you're up against knights. A little, little steampunky. Yeah, yeah, but there's some steampunk elements, right? Like, yeah. you, you get to this setting of knights in armor and, like, sagebrush countrysides and, like, fields of wheat and grass and, mm-hmm. and countryside houses. But your character has guns. Yeah. And, like, guns, guns, like, like revolvers, mm-hmm. and not, like, crossbows, like, revolvers and, like, even, like, what seemed like a machine gun mm-hmm. and all kinds of different... It reminded me of the um, Order 1886. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's almost, like, a difference of history to it. But the, 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 the gameplay looks excellent. It looks first-person and interesting in almost the same way that, like, and I don't mean to invoke this name, but almost in the same way that Doom Eternal has, like, systems and how you're supposed to handle enemies. Mm-hmm. And um, move it felt, quickly it, through environments. So, so if you know, if you're an old like us, you'll mm-hmm. know back in the day, they took a game called Doom and they made a, a fantasy version of it called like Hexen or Heretic. Oh, yes. Ah, yes. This feels like if you took the Doom of the modern times and said, I'm going to make a Hexen or Heretic out of it. And that's what it looked like to me. No, that's a perfect example. Thank you. Like, like there's uh, you can tell in the they make a big deal in the trailer out of the different ways to tackle groups, as in like. Some of your weapons will have a certain kind of magic, and if that magic ends up on an enemy, say like lightning, then when you shoot that enemy, lightning sparks out from them. There were certain mm-hmm. abilities to where anyone within a circle, if you shot them, would fly away and then explode, hitting other enemies, mm-hmm. uh, like stuff like that. Like there's a lot of different powers here, and, and it just looks so much fun. Mm-hmm. It looks like so much fun. Absolutely, which fire. Which Which listed on Steam. Yeah, seriously, it looks good. Fort Solus, you were really excited about this one. Fort Solus uh, reminded me a lot of Callisto Protocol. (laughs) Yeah, but um, I have have in my notes, very Dead Space. Yeah, very, very Dead Space, but it seems almost a little bit more... Visual novel's the wrong term, because there was definitely gameplay there. Yeah. But it felt like such a tour, or like a prestige trek through an area mm-hmm. um through a story maybe yeah. um troy baker it, look, is in it there. looks almost like what you would see a demo on an e3 show floor yeah. is where it's like that very polished slice of the game mm-hmm. i don't know if the rest of the game will hold up to this but yeah. it, but i was looking at this thing and i was like well man it's, it's dead space all over again mm-hmm. this is where the creeping dread started to set in being like are we doing a lot of like sci-fi horror this year not that i'm opposed to sci-fi no. horror Give me Event Horizon every day of the week and put it in my fucking face. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, do we have a theme here? Did everybody in the last, like, since the beginning of the pandemic go, man, this pandemic really sucks. Could use some cosmic horror right about now, though. 
I mean, I'm here for it. Put the fucking Cthulhu face in my face. But yep. yeah, let's do it. Well, I mean, everyone has spent the last two and a half years, you know, uh, in small corridors afraid of infected people. That is very so. true. That is so true. We are just writing what we know. <laughs> I mean, if you're good at writing, that's what you're doing. Right. But uh, yeah. Um, Fort Solace looks amazing. It has some really great um, actors going on there. Uh, good enough. And, and please make this a trend. All of gaming everywhere. When they announced the name of the game, they announced the voice actors that were going to be the characters to make the name, mm -hmm. uh, to, to make the game. And, yeah. you know, there was big names, and I was a huge fan of that. Mm -hmm. I want to see that everywhere. Yeah. I want to see, you know, the voice actors of, uh, you know, Kratos and Atreus over the next God of War, Ra over God of War Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. I want to see The Last of Us 2 starring, you know... Um, d d those actors whose names I'm blanking on, even yeah. though I know them very well, mm -hmm. and Troy and Ashley, you all yeah. know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I want to see that on all the games. Fort Solace is doing it right. Yeah. Like, 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 let's see more of that. There's a bunch of like minor stuff that happened after this. They uh, had the rock come on and talk about black Adam. Ugh, uh, that was very cringe. That was very cringe. There was, okay. I gotta, this is a funny story. So my, you gotta imagine I'm taking notes to do this. And like, I've got a notepad plus plus file open. Mm -hmm. I've got three monitors at work. It's on, on the, on my laptop monitor. I'm listening. I'm doing work related things. I get distracted because a work thing happens. I look over and I see something and I just make a note in my notepad file, which just says, more Destiny 2 shit. Mm -hmm. Now, to verify that I'm correct in all of my notes, I also have <laughs> another window open, which is like CNN doing a running live uh, commentary of it mm -hmm. in, in just text. And I looked over and I was like scrolling for Destiny. I was like, wait, 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 I know that there was a Destiny thing. And they literally said like, it's Outriders World Slayer. This basically looks like Destiny. And I was like, okay, delete yeah. what I've got in there and move <laughs> on. Got it. Um, they did a bunch of Nintendo kind of coming soons. Those were okay. Yeah, they were all right. Uh, uh, yeah, Mario Soccer sounds fun. Yeah, whatever. Fall, Fall Guys got a free to play trailer. Just saying, yeah, like, hey, Fall, Fall Guys, Guys is free to play, play now, and it's super cross platform, and it's fun. Yeah. Then there was a new IP from Frost Giant Studios. Oh. It has sci-fi elements. It has demons. It has mech fights. This is on the trailer. It's called Stormgate. Now, the thing that threw me is I couldn't tell what the fuck kind of game this was. Right, because the trailer was not gameplay. Right. At all. So I was like, and then it ended with, like, register for the beta. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it's just like a multiplayer competitor. Okay, what the fuck is this? Then they brought the guy out to talk about it. And he's like, yeah, so we're all from Blizzard and we have this studio and we're making not StarCraft, WarCraft. And it's an RTS. You can sign up for the beta right now and try it out whenever they accept the people for the beta. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, it's my shit. I haven't played an RTS that I've enjoyed in a very long time. I haven't played an RTS in a very long time. Ah, see, I, um, I do love a good RTS, but like... I feel like the, the, the genre has evolved so much into so many different things. And the like classic RTS feels old to me. Well, one of the things that really... And I know this is going to sound weird if you're not an RTS person. One of the first things that made me kind of perk up for a second. And he mm -hmm. said, there's going to be uh, four factions. Mm. And like... That feels like old Blizzard RTS. And it's like, I like that. And like old Blizzard RTS had a very solid, always three factions. Mm -hmm. Like that's how we worked was it's three factions. And then we kind of, yeah, maybe, this, maybe, this, is, maybe. this is the most math we can yeah. do with rock, paper, scissors, spoon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so now we're entering this era where they're like, yeah, we're going to have straight up four factions to begin with. And we're going to go from there. I'm intrigued. 
I need to see more though. Give me gameplay. Give me, give me, give me more. I need. And that's more gonna be this. hard because like showing gamers RTS gameplay that don't live and die for RTS. It's true. Is a snooze alarm. It is true. You know, but but hopefully it finds its audience. I want it to do well. When I first saw it, I thought it was an MMO, and I completely checked out because mm-hmm. I was like, nah, no thanks. Very true. Uh, there was an indie game that was shown called High Water. Um, it's an adventure strategy game. It takes place in a world that is suffered from climate change. Mm-hmm. The water levels have risen. People are suffering. And it's another one of those games where you just kind of want to exist in the environment. Yeah. You, uh, you appear to be a character that's just on what, what seems to be an inflatable, um, you know, little kind of a raft, rafty boat, mm-hmm. um, you know, with uh, with an outboard engine on it, you know, he's he's doing OK. He can get around. Yeah. And he seems to just be like meeting people and n- scavenging. And there's an omnipresent voice on the radio talking about the people in Alphaville, which seems to be the place where rich people are and how the rumors are that they're trying to escape to Mars. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's there, fucking heavy, man. This is the other theme that I've noticed this year. We've had themes, a big theme of sci fi horror adjacent. Mm hmm stuff or we've had very melancholy post-apocalyptic games not like post-apocalyptic like the last of us where we're trying to survive it's like the world has died yeah it's like yeah it's over this is the after part now we get to record people's conversations and Mm -hmm. like and this is a theme like several games we talked about one uh oh last yeah. yeah last week letters from the future yeah right and so like that's another game where it literally mm. tells you at the beginning of the game the world ends. This is just you recording their last words, basically. Mm. And that's when a theme like this starts to happen in mm. pop culture media. It's saying something. Yeah, it's saying that this is the thing that are on is on people's minds, and that should concern us. Yeah, there's a game uh, came out. I want to say about a year and a half ago. I don't think it started this trend, but I think it kind of made it a bigger thing in the indie space. It's called Umarangi Generation. Mm-hmm. Um, think about it like Pokemon Snap. Okay. Um, very, very simplistic graphics because it is a 3D space and you mostly interact with it through a camera. So it's an indie game, so the art can't be super detailed, right? Everyone right. looks pretty conceptual. Yeah. But the idea is you're walking around the outskirts of this society who are like like the Umarangi. And this is a real cultural thing, as far as I know, that has something to do with the um, Australia, New Zealand area. I really don't know enough to talk I think about I know, it. I think I know the game you're talking about. Yeah, but it's set in the post-apocalypse and you basically take pictures because you're a journalist and you're trying to earn enough money to live mm-hmm. almost in a papers please sort of way. Mm-hmm. And there are things that you can take pictures of that people like and they will buy. And there are things you can't take pictures of because um, they're just considered bad. Mm-hmm. And all of the things you can't take pictures of are these weird tentacle things that seem to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And apparently the whole world is being eaten by tentacle monsters. Mm-hmm. And your job is not to take pictures of that, even though it's the biggest problem anyone's ever faced. Mm-hmm. Because um, it doesn't make you any money. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, like, uh, I just wanted to mention that because I love all of these things coming down the pipe. And I wanted to shout out a game that might make you that, that you might want to get into um, that is not too long ago. You mm-hmm. can find it on itch.io for sure. Mm-hmm. I think maybe even on Steam. Nice. There was a game they announced called America Arcadia. Oh. So this game is mm-hmm. interesting. It's 
It's basically like the Truman Show. Is that the one with Jim Carrey? Yeah. Where you're mm-hmm. being filmed that, all the time? Yep, that's the Truman Show. So this, this you play as this character who lives in a very small utopian society that's something like 40 miles across. Mm-hmm. And the world is quote unquote perfect. And something has happened that you've woken up to the fact that this utopia is not perfect. Yeah. And the entire world is watching you 24-7. You are being streamed live. And you are the one that's trying to break out from it. Yeah. I mean, that. I was sold immediately. Um, there were a lot of great notices uh, at the game at, at the I want to call it the Game Awards at mm. Summer Game Fest this year that you know which list on Steam and I would always like immediately call to action. It cost me nothing. It's like right. giving a YouTube video like go mm. wish list the game on Steam. It really does help them get more attention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that was yeah, that's when I did immediately. I need that game absolutely. So there was one of the giant largest trolls in the fucking world that happened next. So Jeff Keeley comes out and on the screen behind him, there's this giant beach style setting and he goes, now we're going to give you a world premiere of a game that everybody has waited a long time for. And I'm in a chat with my friend and we're, and we're, BSing about all these games as they're happening because you were busy working, fuckers. I was working. I couldn't talk to you about this shit. (laughs) And so we're chatting about all this, and it's a dude, and he puts in the earplugs, and we're like, oh, my God, is this Dead Island 2? Are they actually weirdly doing Dead Island 2? Is that a thing? Like, Uh do people still want Dead Island 2? And the guy starts running and jogging, and then, like, things start blowing up behind him, and we're like, fuck, we think this is fucking Dead Island 2. And then goats start showing up. Yeah, and then a goat just, like, takes a dude out. Yeah. And it's the entire trailer is not for Dead Island 2. It's for fucking Goat Simulator 3. Yeah. But, man, what a fucking troll that was. Oh, that, that yeah. And that is literally perfect Goat Simulator, like, humor. Yeah. It's just them fucking with you. The, the, the whole game... Is built around the glitches that make video games fun mm. and like little objectives on things to do with that. And this one had multiple goats running around. Some had laser eyes. Some had jet packs, yep. like good gravity guns. Like, yeah, it's going to be a blast if it's your thing. Uh, yeah. And the, the, for me, like because so much of the trailer was a troll. They called it Goat Simulator 3, and they painted the three green like it was Farming Simulator because Farming Simulator has been very popular. Yeah. Let me tell you that this is Coffee Stain Studios, the same people who do my favorite multiplayer game uh, ever right now, which is um, uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Mm. So, like, they, they, they make fun games. Yeah. Um, I guess we should probably talk about Marvel Midnight Suns. It was just a trailer. Yeah, but come on. It was it was a character reveal trailer. It was a character reveal it trailer. It was so good. If you're unaware of Marvel Midnight Suns, it's done by Firaxis Studios, the guys who brought us XCOM. Who brought it, us it, back XCOM. Who brought us back XCOM, mm-hmm. yes, from the years of trash XCOM. And I played all of those games. <laughs> I had that discussion with somebody recently at work where they were, I was like, asking them like, what did you play over the-? I was actually interviewing somebody. Oh, yeah. And they were like, I was like, what do you, what were you up to this weekend? He's like, oh yeah, you know, like I, I was playing a little bit of XCOM and you know, I was like, oh yeah, which one? He's like, oh yeah, like two with like some odds and blah, blah, blah. He's like, do you, have you ever played XCOM before? And I was like, son, I played the original XCOM. Yeah. And I played all the trash games in between the other games. <laughs> they were so bad. And then I played the good ones again. Mm-hmm. I have definitely earned my XCOM veteran stripes. Yeah. Needless to say, he moved on to the next section of the interview. Oh, um, nice. You don't have to talk about XCOM in your interview with me, but it does help. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Midnight Suns is kind of an XCOM style game. It is a strategy game, but instead of the percentage shoot based mechanics, um, it uses a card system. And I know that when I say the words card system, people immediately go, whoa, 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 is this a pay to win game? Like, yeah, that, or a that, CCG. They, or and they're like, like yeah. they, they immediately said, no, no, you just earn the cards that you get in game and yeah. then you customize the characters you want in game and you hang out with, there's even sections, you create this custom character mm-hmm. and you get to hang out with who you want to hang out with. And this video had reveals because mm. we had known who was in the Midnight Suns before. We had Blade show up. We had Robbie, Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, by the way, excellent choice to use Robbie Reyes over any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Um, you know, we had Dr. Strange and we had Iron Man and people that weren't in the Midnight Suns like mm-hmm. Iron Man, if you've ever read the comments. Yeah, Wolverine was there, um, very prominent because yeah. everyone loves Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine was in the original Midnight Suns, so like that made sense for me. I, I can dig that. Um, and they were kind of, I was like, yeah, this looks like, a aside from like Iron Man being a weird one out, like a uh, magic's in it. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I get to like hang out with magic. This is cool. Like Ileana Rasputin's a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were, they showed the trailer this time and they were like, so if you thought that was all the fucking characters in the game, boy, do we have some words for you? Yeah. Venom shows up, gets taken over by the bad guy. Fucking Spider-Man's there. Yeah. Gets a new techno suit. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I saw, um, now I can't remember her name. The mage from the runaways. Oh, damn. It, yeah. Nico, yeah. There were a bunch of characters. Like, yeah. There, there, there were several characters who names I didn't know. Yeah, I, like, I was actually like watching it going just like, Oh my God. Like they put more characters into this game. And I think that the time that they've taken, cause they did push the game back. Yeah, they did. And I think that the big thing about that was just them wanting to add more characters and add some more story to it. Cause this is supposed to be a story centric game at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and weirdly, if you've never played an XCOM game, like the newer ones before, they do a really good job of incorporating, Incorporating narrative. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, there's an XCOM game that you can pick up. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. It's it's the cheap one. It's only like maybe 15, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's a very short game. It's maybe eight hours. It is a purely narrative driven XCOM game where like the they instead of you having random soldiers, they have created characters who have uh, dialogue. Yeah, that was the beginner one, right? Yeah, yeah I was, remember that. It one. was made to introduce you to the world of XCOM. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking cool as shit. And I eat that shit up. And they, if that's part of the team that's coming into working on Midnight Suns, I am here for it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that like there'll be like purchase packs for like alternate costumes um, because it's a Marvel game and that's just the only way you can really monetize Marvel games is yeah. like co- costume packs. I know right now if you go on like the Midnight Suns Twitter and like like their tweet, they'll give you a special Spider-Man costume when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it, it's cool. Everything about this looks great. They've they really did work hard so far. And I'm trusting for access on this saying that we are not going to be super monetizing this game in a way that is going to negatively impact the game. Mm hmm. So probably just costumes, which yeah. I'm fine. No, that's, sounds good. that's fine. I'm down yeah. with that kind of shit. Um, we saw the trailer for Cuphead, the last course, uh, delicious last course DLC. Yeah, no, that sounds fun. More Cuphead. I still yeah, haven't played it. So uh, it, 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 tough as nails. They showed off a boss and the boss looked hard as fuck. And like, yeah. he was going to whoop my ass forever. And you know, that's Cuphead. If, if you like getting your, your absolute shit pushed in, play that game. Yeah. It, it, you will. Uh, there's a game that we talked about previously, probably at, uh, when the, the game awards, they showed a trailer for it, which was, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Midnight Fight Express. Yeah. 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 That, that one was really impressive because yeah. I'd seen that one a while ago and it looks like it's come a long way it graphically. It is one developer. Well, yeah. Yeah. One single, I think one. you said one single Polish dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that made this game. Mm-hmm. And if you have not seen the trailer for Midnight Fight Express, oh, it looks so Please cool. go look at it. Yeah, it's, which listed on Steam. It, it is. It is one dude. Yeah, this one dude in Poland made this shit, and it looks good. It that's, looks so cool. That's coming out on August twenty third, so it's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a expansion for Warframe. Cool. Oh yeah, no. I, 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 you know what the thing about Warframe is? Tell um, me the thing about Warframe. Thing about Warframe is, is every time I see new content for Warframe, I, I am jealous of the people who are just into Warframe, yeah. who can just play Warframe because like there's right. so much cool shit in that game, yeah. and it just keeps getting bigger. And the fans love the company, and the company loves. I've their heard fans. it's really the closest Destiny competitor there is. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they're just uh, and the developers are as kind as Bungie as well. They really are giving to their community. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And people have such a high opinion of the game. Yeah. Uh, the, the people who play it just love it to death, and they know that the devs listen to them yeah. and, and to what they want. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I can't recommend it enough. I play, I put my time into it. I, I have at least a hundred hours in the game, which is nothing compared to the real diehard fans. But it's you're enough a, to say that I played the game. Yeah, you're a beginner compared to everybody. Oh else. yeah, yeah. It's like it's like having a hundred hours in Eve Online. Like, who are you? Get out of here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But it's still, yeah. Uh, Warframe is super cool. Um, there was a really interesting game they showed off called, uh, and I'm going to butcher this. By the way, is it Honkai Star Rail? I want to say it was. Oh, this is from the uh, the Genshin Impact people. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I believe this was. An expansion inside of Genshin Impact. This shit looks like Fantasy Star Online. It basically is. It looks like fan- it looks like Genshin Impact, yeah. but Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, and again, never forget Genshin Impact is a gotcha game. It, yep. it is absolutely a uh, you know uh, open the uh, you know pay the money, open the little pop thingy, yep. and get the, the the mystery prize inside. Exactly. That, that, so that's if that's your jam, that's your jam, but. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of things can be pretty predatory. So, yeah, it is you know, put, you, as long as you know what you're getting into, um, I know people who will play the game and not spend a dime and will yep. love it. And I've played gotcha games before. And, yeah. and, and honestly, like I play a lot of mobile games just because I have a lot of downtime to play mm-hmm. mobile games. And I very quickly turn off one if it is bad. Yeah. If it has bad mechanics like that in it, I turn yeah, it off. Fucking uninstalled. Yeah. Fucking uninstalled. Yeah. Uninstalled done. The Diablo Immortal. I did it. Like I played yep. it and said, Nope, I don't want to do that. <clears throat> you know, the, the handful of Marvel games that I play, not really predatory games. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you could pay a little bit to like get a little bit of a power boost, but it ain't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, it is what it is. If you're into those kind of games, cool. <sighs> they also showed some, uh, ZZZ. That, that was the trailer afterwards. ZZZ is, and I just have to talk about this because we're talking about Genshin Impact. That's their new game. That's the one that's not Genshin Impact or Genshin Impact related. That's their entirely new thing. And it looks like the most, like the best kind of Gonzo anime from like the late nineties, early two thousands. The absolute wild character designs. I can't say anything about the gameplay because I have nothing. I have, I have no idea what it's going to be like, but the art, and the music and the uh, the aesthetic of it all reminded me a lot of the way other people look at like brand new Persona trailers where they're just like, oh, I feel that. I feel that <laughs> in my soul and my bones. When can I have it? Yeah, for like, all of yeah. us Persona fans that are waiting for a Persona 6 trailer that's never going to come. You know, we're yep. just going to sit here and cry in a corner. It just looks it, really it is, cool. By the way, off topic, it is Persona's 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And we they should have, have something. And they've been promising that they were going to release new Persona news like once a month, like mm. all of this year. <laughs> all of the news has happen. been bad. 
Oh. oh, it's been happening. But oh, it's, it's like, just been bad. It's just been bad. It's just been like, by the way, you know that once a year concert we do in Japan? We're totally going to be doing that once a year concert in Japan again. But since Japan's closed, we're going to do it online and you can buy tickets to it. And we're like, we don't care. They're like, hey, new Persona clothing line that we're doing. Like, we don't care. We're, where the fuck's Persona 6? Yeah. We are like five months, six months into this fucking year. You are stretching the credulity of the word news, Persona. Right. These are advertisements. Right. They're like, hey, look at the new Teddy body pillow. Don't you want that? And like, no, yes, bitch. But, but give me a game. Right. Give me a Persona 6 trailer. Fucking like if you're going to wait to the end of the year, you're going to have a lot of pissed off Persona fans at this point. Yeah. Like, you need to fucking get on this shit right now. Yeah, I did have the thought watching the ZZZ trailer that like we are finally to the point where the Toonami generation has grown up and is like in charge of media. It's very <laughs> there true. There's so many anime video games coming out in the next two years and I- I'm pretty much Good. here for it. You know, I, here's the thing about it and I know that we're just way off topic. You know, I drunkenly signed up for a Crunchyroll account a couple months oh, ago. So much good shit and all the shit there. that I've been watching is shit that I never got to watch like back when. It's like Helsing Ultimate yeah. and like Persona 5. And like everybody's like trying, trying to tell me to watch new shit and i'm like hey could you suggest a new giant robot anime to me because that's pretty much my shit or a new good horror anime and they're like oh they don't make horror anime or giant mech anime anymore and i'm like well then you know why i stopped watching anime Uh there you go i'm not sitting here wanting to watch a 15th harem anime i want to see some like blood guts or i want to see some giant robots like that's that is what i'm here for preferably both preferably (laughs) both evangelion i'm looking at you um we saw a trailer for the tmnt Shredder's Revenge beat him up. Yeah, that looked cute. Yeah, it was something that I was always on my radar that would be fun. It's to coming play. to Game Pass like, day one. Yeah, that'll be something fun to play with you. Yeah, one thing that was really that I, that I did like is that um, they introduced that it was going to have six players, like the old yeah. arcade game, like the old old yeah. old game. Like I love that they game. showed uh, one part of the trailer. They showed like. 30 enemies on screen oh, just so getting good. the absolute shit kicked out of him and I was like I played the old game and that's impossible yep. I'm so glad they added this because that character would be flat like, like might give me a seizure and I have no history of epilepsy yep. uh, but but for the old game for this game it all looked smooth and beautifully mm-hmm. animated and the way, nice. the way to sell a turtles game to me flat out I hate to say this tell me I can play as Casey Jones and they gave us that announcement and I was like there you go. I'm in. Okay, I so, so like Jones. I saw Casey Jones and I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then at the end of the trailer, he high fives Master Splinter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, romance of the century, buying this game. <laughs> Absolutely. That's all I need. Uh, I, I figured you would at least want to talk about the One Piece Odyssey trailer. It's a weird thing. Neither of us watched One Piece, but you had, yeah. you had you had opinions. So, so the thing about the One Piece Odyssey trailer is usually, it, look, One Piece is a weird anime. One Piece has been has more episodes than any anime I have ever watched in my entire life. It is so 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 many episodes. It's impossible to suggest to anybody. Um, just because of the length, the sheer fucking length of the show. You might as well ask someone to watch all of Doctor Who. Not just recent Doctor Who, but literally all of Doctor Who. And it might actually be more episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's forever. Yeah. But um, this show, outside of being one like nearly the number one Shonen Jump comic for longer than I've been alive... <laughs> um, 
but doesn't get a lot of other adaptations, at least not outside of Japan. Mm -hmm. So usually this type of stuff, this type of game, the type of animation I saw is very much reserved for like Naruto or Bleach, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the type of stuff that really takes off in the U.S. and gets a huge budget. This game looked fucking amazing art wise. Yeah. I don't know anything about the gameplay. I don't know what one even does in a One Piece. Like, I'm pretty sure they're pirates, but I don't know how the show works. Mm-hmm. But is it like pirates and like I think it's suits? a pirate battle anime. Is that why it's called One Piece? Because they're all wearing One Piece? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, I, I think it's a pirate anime, but also like a fighting anime. Okay. Uh, for 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 all of that entails, we have like a bunch of weebs out there just yelling at their. Oh radios yeah, I'm right sure now. We're, we're about a brick's gonna fly through the window. <laughs> yeah, any second now. But um, so yeah, the thing that really stood out to me was the actual like graphics, the animation, the like like fidelity to mo- what you would expect a moving comic panel to look like mm-hmm. in 3D without making it look ugly. It, it just it looked so cool. Mm-hmm. And I I had I didn't know any studio wanted to do that to One Piece and yeah. I was just pretty happy about it. One of the things I'm excited about they showed was a trailer and this is going to be a really stupid one. Mm-hmm. The Capcom Arcade Stadium 2. Yeah. There was so many games in there, and I was just yeah. like, I love all of these. All of these are... Like, here's the thing, and I know, like, I have a weakness. I have a weakness for a lot of the retro games that I grew up with, and you tell me you're going to hand me a collection of, like, 30 old-school Capcom games, yeah. and they're just like, yeah, it's going to cost you, like, 40 bucks, and I'll have online connectivity so you can play with your friends, and I'm mm-hmm. like... That is that right there. I may not buy it day one, but I guarantee goddamn to you that is a drunk decision that will happen at some oh, point. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Any of my arcade collections that I have is absolutely a yeah. drunk decision. They weren't bought sober. <laughs> yeah, I have the Disney Afternoon Collection that has like Ducktales and Tailspin and Rescue Rangers. Motherfucker, I was drunk. <laughs> I was drunk. Saw it on sale and went. I do want to replay my childhood. I will pay fifteen bucks for the Disney Afternoon Collection. Let's do it. <laughs> so way to just kick couch out of me with that one. Uh, they showed off Mario Strikers Battle League. Looked fun. Cool. It's, it's soccer. Yeah. It, it, I dig it. Mario Golf was entertaining. I'm glad I didn't buy it, but I played it at friends' houses and we yeah. had a good time. Yeah, we all got drunk and played uh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing will happen with probably some Mario soccer. It's good stuff. Should we now, Hector, my friend, mm. my friend, should we discuss Metal Hell Singers? Yes. Let's talk about it. Yes. Okay. So anyone who's seen the show in the past knows that I have a a fondness, uh, a huge fondness um, for first person shooters and for rhythm games. Mm -hmm. And um, not too long ago, a, a game came out whose name I can't remember right now. That is very, very good. That is basically built on the idea that. Is it a BPM? It was BPM. Thank you. And yep. BPM, it stands for bullets per minute. Yep. Yeah, it just slipped my mind. So BPM is a game where there is a set song playing in the over the top of the game in your first person shooter. And you can see the actual BPM of the song indicated in your crosshair in the center of the screen. Mm-hmm. So when it pulses, you know that that's when you can do a thing. Literally everything you do other than walking is tied to this marker. Mm -hmm. You can shoot on the beat. You can jump on the beat. You can dodge on the beat. Mm -hmm. You cannot shoot off beat. You cannot jump off beat and you cannot dodge off beat. So this is a game that you are playing. You literally have to play with the rhythm of the game. 
Um, it was a super novel concept at the time. I think this was like 2020 when this mm. came out. Yeah. Um, I loved every second of it. Every once in a while in the morning, I'll still load it up and play through it because it is a roguelite. Um, so it's easy to just do a do a run through and, and put it back down. So Metal Hellsinger had a trailer, and um, let me let me explain to you uh, uh, the the thing about BPM was the music was all done in studio. Let me explain to you. 15 years ago, us that listened to a lot of System of a Down. Yeah, there's that. So in BPM, the game was all made in studio specifically and strictly for the game being played. The game we're getting now, Metal Hellsinger, is a definitely a massive graphical upgrade. This game looks gorgeous. We're talking uh, like Doom Eternal. Level yeah, graphics. yeah. It looks like Doom Eternal for the most part. Big, glowing, angry-looking demons that you were going to mm. slaughter with all your arsenal of hell. You know? But there is actual... Human made, human made, fucking actual <laughs> band made, famous bands with songs that you've heard before. Lamb of God, yeah, Surge. Yeah, yeah for like... fucking System of a Down, um, there's metal music being played in these levels. And you literally have to play to the beat. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for this I, at I, all. I am going to lose my shit over this game. Yeah, I will be playing this game pr- maybe on midnight when it comes out. That's mm-hmm. how excited I am for this. Mm-hmm. I oh yes, man. it is licensed music. All licensed it is music. All licensed music for it. Yeah. So it is. It is actually DDR Evolution. And, the FPS and, and a lot of I think they even said like a lot of the tracks were like original. Too. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The Some one, of the, the tracks were original. the one with Surge. They said it was a re- original. That one was original. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if they actually have any System of a Down songs, but they did yeah, have yeah, Surge Tronky and do a fucking song for the game. Yeah, um, I wanted. I don't know if the Lamb of God one is an original or if it's. You know, I don't know, but this go and watch this yeah. trailer. Because yeah, watch if the you're trailer. a metal fan mm-hmm. and you love first person shooters. This is literally your shit. Yeah. Metal Hellsinger. Check it out. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. The Quarry. Spiritual successor until Until Dawn. Yeah. So Un- Until Dawn is a horror game that kind of, I've never played it, but it, it, it emulates like the horror movies of the 80s, basically. Correct. And think of it almost in like a Clue sort of way. Uh, clue the game, not Clue the movie. A little yeah. bit Clue the movie because it's kind of a movie. But um, Anything yeah. with Tim Curry. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so basically what you have is a horror game with very nice graphics where there are a bunch of different characters and you kind of control the decisions that they make along this decision tree that mm-hmm. means either they're murdered or they're not. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the, the horror game that you play. And they've made a bunch of these games. They've made, uh, uh, what was the first one you mentioned? Uh, Until Dawn. Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, they also did the uh, Man of Medin um, and this next one, the quarry. Well, the, the thing about these games is that from what I understand, if you're going through them with a group in like a living room setting, they're incredibly fun because everyone has different decisions that they would make in a horror movie for different reasons and everyone gets to shout. Um, but also like the scares are real. Yes, there is a demo out. Yeah. Uh, the, the scares are real. The, um, the story is interesting and the actors doing the motion capture are real Hollywood actors. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they have a real cast of actors for stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, yeah, when I saw the cast for the quarry, I was super, super happy. All the actors, I, if I don't know them by name, I at least recognize them. Mm-hmm. They all look cool. They've all done work that I respect very much. And I'm honestly really impressed that Supermassive like got these people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it looks it really looks good. like a classic horror eighties yeah. like slasher movie. It's Something great. that I've wanted to do for years is grab any of the super massive games, get like five friends over and just go through. Oh, that'd be great. I'd yeah. love to do that. Um speaking of, from what I understand, the, this new one, the quarry, has a mode where you can just watch. Like no one has to play anything. It really oh, literally cool. just plays itself like a movie. Hmm. I, was it until dawn that had like the one that was like I guess like the group can weigh in on the decision. I think like, so. Like you could have like multiple controllers hooked up and multiple people could like say mm-hmm. what they, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. But uh, the quarry looks good. Uh, yeah. Going back real quick though, we were talking about metal hell singer. Uh, we'd be responsible if we did not mention metal hell singer does have a demo out now. That yes. You can it's download out now. It's on steam. Playing. Download yeah. it. Play it. Uh, we're almost wrapped up here. Uh, there was an interesting game called nightingale that they showed. Um, it's a first person shooter. It's a f- kind of a fantasy game and it seems kind of survival esque, except for like, oh, there's these cards, I like almost like now. tarot cards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as you get these, these manipulate the world around you and they're random. So like you're randomly drawing these cards and that determines the next area that opens up or the next right. thing that happens to you. Yeah. No, this one was interesting to me. I usually, as soon as I see. Um, a really beautiful game where someone starts chopping down a tree. I usually bounce off because mm-hmm. all I can think is like, how many survival games can we make? Right. Um, and then and to be completely fair, I'm still playing V Rising, and it is a survival game. Yeah. But it's about vampires. Fuck off. It's awesome, <laughs> and it's made by you know Stunlock, and they 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 made Battle Right, and so the combat's really good. So yeah, V Rising is great. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, most survival games, as soon as I see them, I just bounce away. But I love this idea of adding an element of randomness to your survival. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like like if we're gonna go all the way back to like Don't Starve. There's a, a, a good amount of chaos rather than an egregious amount. Yeah, like it yeah, seems interesting. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, they showed the. You can get this right now, by the way. It is a Saints Row, not demo, but character <laughs> creator for your character. So you can like make the fucking weirdest character you want, and then carry it over to Saints Row when it comes out. So, <laughs> and the first thing, the, here's the thing: is that sometimes they make a trailer. That they're just like, maybe James should see this. I had not been paying attention because they were like Saints Row character creator. Yeah. And then I looked over and I just saw a bunch of fucking vampires on the screen. And I was like, wait, I can make a vampire in Saints Row. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Well, I wasn't going to play this game, but but maybe I'll play this game now. <laughs> look, I'm a simple man. No, yeah, no, no. Some things, I mean, yeah, to throw, I mean, look, if there was a way to get a samurai sword in Red Dead Redemption 2, I'd have probably played it by now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sam- <laughs> samurais are your vampires. Yeah, like that's straight where we up. Are on yeah, this. yeah, that's, get me in there. Yeah. Yeah, you know what you need? You need your Ghost of Tsushima for vampires. I need that. I wish that on you. Yeah. I tried to buy it for you one time, but they <laughs> yeah. stopped fucking making it. I know, right? <laughs> fucking Bloodlines 2, motherfucker. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. I do want to play Vampire Swan Song. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, so this. Tra- OK, so I saw a trailer so good for this goddamn character creator that they released ahead of their game. Mm-hmm. And all I could think the whole time was, I wonder if they, they could make a trailer this good for the actual game. Oh, I know. Right. Like, like, like the look, Saints Row trailers have not been great for the new game. Saints Row 3 mm-hmm. was a marvelous game. It came out the same year as Skyrim, mm-hmm. and I would consider it by far the better game. Okay. Saints Row 3 was very cool. Since then, they have either made easy, quick cash-ins off of Saints Row 3, 
or game so poorly received that they didn't even go on sale or if they did go on sale they were quickly pulled yeah they they have not done anything for us lately except for fail so i'm so curious about this new saints row game because mm-hmm. that character creator legit looked fucking dope and the trailer for it was kind of hype yeah so i don't i don't i don't know what to say about the next saints row game um Except that I hope it's good because Saints Row 3 was fucking awesome and empowering. And it was different and interesting and fun in a time where the GTA formula was becoming rote and tired. Yeah. Uh, We're getting close to the end here. We got to knock a couple more things out. Uh, They showed the next Bloomberg team game. There was a lot of rumor and speculation going into Summer Game Fest that they were going to be doing the next Silent Hill game, which chaffed every that uh, chaffed people's butts a little bit yeah um but they showed a new game in the layers of fear series yeah uh, it's in unreal engine 5 shit looks good y'all it looks super cool i wishlisted it on steam um and it's called layers of fears yeah layers of fears yeah i guess that's how you sequel Look, no. man, it's, I, it's good. It looks Kingdom fucking Hearts cool. 365 over two. All right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Revenant Dawn, Ancient Days. Right. Yeah. Let's not like get pretentious about calling Layers of Fears. Layers of Fears is it, it's as good as any video game <laughs> title we've had. Exactly. Uh, we saw a little bit more of Gotham Knights. It was the Nightwing trailer. Cool. I'm, I'm going to play it when it comes out. I, I am honestly... <sighs> So here's the thing about Gotham Knights. Tell me a thing about Gotham Knights. They they showed, uh, and this was a month or so ago, maybe two months. Um, they showed some gameplay for Gotham Knights, and the people who watched it were like, "Ew, mm-hmm. it didn't look. It didn't even. It didn't look as good as Arkham." No, it does not. Yeah, so like, like just the combat looked a little bit flat and a little bit slow and maybe a little bit janky, which the Arkham Asylum combat was not. Not to mention, if you get all the way to Arkham Knight, that shit was fluid and amazing. And yeah, this looked kind of bad. So when I saw this trailer for Arkham Knights and it showed a whole bunch of like story and no gameplay, I was like, Mm. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. know. I'm going to wait for a lot of reviews. I'm going to wait for reviews. Brooklyn, by the way, Brooklyn is in chat with us today. That was literally the first game they showed. Thank you for reminding me. How did we miss that one? I I didn't have it in the notes. I think Mm. I missed it. Um, they did show a trailer for a new Aliens game. It looks kind of like XCOM Aliens. They only show like 10 seconds of footage. So what it looks like, what was it? It wasn't Dark Tide. That was the... That was the Warhammer game, which looks fucking awesome. Yeah, Warhammer Dark Tide. It's it's called like Dark Abyss or something. Yeah, Dark sure, Abyss, something sure, like that. Something like Dark, that. Maybe Dark Descent. No, that can't be it. But anyway, it's an aliens game. La- layers of fears. Yeah, layers it's of fears. Aliens and layers of fears. It, it's an aliens game. It looks like there are so many games that are like this from so long ago that it's hard to mention. If anyone has recently played Ruiner or um, uh, The Ascent. Mm-hmm. The Ascent is a great example of the type of game this is. It's multiplayer, uh, third-person, top-down, isometric view yeah. with fixed camera angles is what I understand, and like a big arsenal of weaponry, probably weapons that work well together. Mm-hmm. It looks super fucking cool, and I can't wait to play it with all of my friends. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, we, are, we are hitting the end of this. Okay. We have one big thing that we need to talk about, and that the Summer Game Fest proper show mm-hmm. wrapped up with a just fucking metric shit ton of fucking last of us news yeah the but, last of us but not a whole lot of impactful news yeah the um they kind of just wanted to tell us what they were doing i feel like sony really wanted has been trying this entire not e3 to like 
have all the impact of their E3. Right. They did the, the they did the state of play last week. Yeah, which We're, is good. Yeah, love that. We're gonna keep getting more, and that that state of play was fucking amazing. Oh yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So they had a great state of play, and they had Ashley and fucking Troy Baker, Troy Baker and Neil Druckmann on stage talking to Jeff Keeley, and they literally had it. So like Ashley and Troy got to see the trailer for the remake of The Last, Last of, of Us, Us Part One. One. Yeah. For the first time, and. I, I, I am having a hard time. I, I want to end with the multiplayer stuff, so I'm talking sure, about sure. part one first. But the re they remade, and I'm I'm saying this because they already remastered The Last of Us. They mm. did it for the PlayStation 4. They and I can't stress this enough, remade The Last of Us Part One for the PlayStation From 5 the ground up. and for PC. They took the original video of the mocap footage to capture the actors' performances, mm -hmm. to make them more real than they've ever been in the game. Um, if you look at side-by-sides, you can see exactly how much the game has changed. I am definitely playing it again on PC. I am 100% playing it again. I do want to play it again, but... This game announcement has been very contentious in the online community. Mm. A lot of people looked at this and said, but why? You made The Last of Us remake. It is fucking gorgeous. Why spend the time, the money, and the effort to remake this game from the ground up all over again? And here's the thing is that <clears throat> Neil Druckmann said during his speech, mm -hmm. oh, well, we didn't remake The Last of Us 1 because The Last of Us 1 TV show is coming out. And I got to tell you, man, that lie detector determined that that was oh. a false statement. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. They have, uh, yeah, the, the, the first game is coming out and the the, the, the first the, the show is coming out. Mm. And from everything that Neil said, it is very faithful to the first game. Right. So, yeah, this feels like timely. Yeah. He also said, and I want to point this out. That uh, Last of Us 2 passed a milestone recently and so has sold its 10 millionth unit. Yeah. Now, if you multiply that by about 60, 70 bucks, uh, yeah. you, um, you have enough money to do what he said was work on multiple projects at a time. Yeah. I, I know that they've been working on the multiplayer thing. Mm -hmm. And obviously, they're, they're not going to let The Last of Us die. It's a big moneymaker for them. Right. But I... If there was anything that I wanted them to do to The Last of Us Part 1, it's probably this. Okay. Um, what else were they going to do with it, you know? Um, and yeah, we should probably let our ga a games age a little bit more before they remake them. We don't need to remake this beautiful and wonderful game every generation. Right. But now that we have it on PC, now that it's going to be on Steam and will be preserved, I... I, I not that it wasn't going to be preserved before. Maybe I'm making excuses, but honestly, I'm going to play it again. It looks okay. great. It looks so fucking cool, and I can never play it's okay that game. It's okay to be enough. happy about things. Don't yeah, like things. And, it, and and it's you know what it is. It's a really good excuse to play it and then play The Last of Us Two again because I've been meaning to do that. Oh, that's a good point. I think I might do that as well. Yeah, that sounds very exciting. Yeah, it, it comes out uh, like September some, something twenty uh, second. So um, Infection Day, or I think it's called, oh, always happens right. the same day every year. That's right, because it was the day they released it the first time, right? Right, which yeah. is uh, which is September second. Yeah, September second. And okay. uh, if you're a Last of Us fan, every year you should always look forward to that day because they always like they There's get something. Mo Mondo releases new posters mm -hmm. and like you know they do like custom vinyls for it. Like it's a it's a cool thing, and those are all kind of like limited collectibles you can get. Uh, so yeah, I wasn't surprised when I saw the nine two date on it. So I was like, yeah, that's the, of yeah. course that's the date that it comes out. Yeah. So 
One last thing to talk about. Oh, man. We so talk, We have to bring it up. Yeah, so, so Neil starts talking about what we've all been wondering about since 2020, and that is the multiplayer part of The Last of Us Part Two, hmm. which they announced. Before we go into that, mm-hmm. maybe you should explain to some of our listeners how big the multiplayer in the first one was. Okay. Because so a lot mul- of people may not believe that. Right. So uh, we're talking about a game that came out in a time where most games needed to ship with some multiplayer games. Yep. Uh, with a multiplayer component. This was back when like Call of Duty wasn't just multiplayer. Yeah. When it, it always had a big single player campaign and the multiplayer followed when because at the wisdom at the time was that the single player part was the draw and the multiplayer part was what kept people there. Now we, we, we've cut off the single player part. But so at the time, um, uh, The Last of Us Part One released with a multiplayer suite that was very interesting because it has all the mechanics from the game. The game had wonderful combat and still does to this day Um, because it feels realistic and heavy and impactful and everything you do is do or die. And if you miss, you're probably going to die. And if you hit them, you're you're probably going to live. And it just Mm. it, it, it gets your heart racing, you know. So they made a whole multiplayer mode out of it, and it was massive. Mm-hmm. People played it for the entire life of the PlayStation 3, even after the life of the PlayStation 3. When they finally retired it, people were upset. Mm-hmm. Like, this game was insane. Um, it, it, it was so much fun. I myself played it for hundreds of hours. It was just, it was too much fun. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we, we get to The Last of Us Part Two, and everyone at, at a big portion of the community is asking about the multiplayer. And Neil is pretty much quiet on it, pretty much quiet on it, pretty much quiet on it, because everyone knows that's not the fucking point of The Last of Us. Mm. Everyone who loved The Last of Us Part One's multiplayer, no one said this is the best part of the game, because right. it's just not. The game is about story and... Being sad. And being sad. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> that's That's the game. Um, but, uh, so finally we get close to the release of the last of our, uh, of us part two and Neil says, okay, guys, um, the multiplayer got a little out of hand. We're going to release it later. It's going to be kind of a standalone product. And everyone goes, you know what? That's fine. If it releases a couple months after the game, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. If it releases a year after the game. I mean, it was still really good. And the people who don't care, won't care. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll still call the game a failure or mm-hmm. a bad story because they're bad at narratives and, you know, critiquing things. Right. Um, but, uh, the people who really love the multiplayer will wait. And so today we got the announcement from Neil on stage. We got a literal concept art screenshot mm-hmm. of, um, yeah, uh, pre like, like mid fall, um, uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. with, with, with the golden gate bridge behind and, uh, a couple of characters, um, who we have never met. And he went on to say that this is this game, this big multiplayer game that we've made is bi- as big or in bigger in some ways than any of the single player games we've ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have a story. It has a full story. There's a narrative. You can follow through it and it will be ready next year. Yeah. Literally three years after the release of this game. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was, man, the, the ambition of this team like got fucking out of hand. Yeah, and not what Naughty Dog's solution was. Well, we still got this fucking Last of Us Two money coming in. You can just keep having it, keep making more <laughs> shit. Yeah, fucking Last of Us Two mach- money maker goes brr. So yep. you can like sit here, and we're just gonna shove money up your ass till a good game comes out. Yep. And, and you're gonna, in the meantime, you're gonna remake the Last of Us One and then do a multiplayer for Last of Us Two. Yeah. So very 
couldn't be more which is excited basically for that. just buying them enough time to figure out how they were going to do a Last of Us. Yeah, story. maybe I'm going to wait till like Last of Us One comes out on PC. And then wait until this game's about to launch, and then play like one, and then two, and then, and then go dive into this because yeah, because you know the Last of Us, man, it's a mm-hmm. whole thing, it's a mood. So, final thoughts about the Summer Game Fest main show? We yeah, have so much more to go over over the course of the week. I mean, when has Jeff Keighley ever not delivered? It's very um, true. Uh, yeah, well, one of the guys, I forget which game it was from. It might have been Callisto Protocol, but one, one of the one of the developers, I, I hope I didn't get that wrong, but I might have. One of the developers came on stage and just couldn't stop thanking Jeff for like everything, like, for showcasing indie games, for, mm. for, for shouting out, the, you know, stuff he didn't have to do, mm-hmm. for, you know, not being full of sponsorships, but being full of love, the, for, the the love for the industry and just bringing games to people and the fun that he has doing shows and getting to show people world premieres. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's when he's right. And th- that's what I feel about summer games. Fest. Yeah. We weren't going to have any E3. We weren't, we were going to get a YouTube presentation from probably Microsoft and probably Sony and maybe Nintendo. And, um, if we were really lucky, like devolver might've made something, but instead mm-hmm. Jeff decided to get a bunch of people together and do it anyway. You mm-hmm. know, he probably at some point was just, and it might've even before been before the announcement that, that E3 was going down. I could see Jeff reaching out to people and be like, whatever you're making for E3, keep making it. Mm-hmm. I know, I know they're probably going to cancel. I know you heard the rumors. Keep making it. I yeah. got, I got a place where you can show I it. I mean, he announced summer game fest before E3 was canceled. Yeah. So yeah, no, it, it, he basically gave uh, uh, man, I don't know. He's like fucking video game Santa Claus. I love summer game fest. As I you can too. tell, it was such a great thing. Maybe maybe E3 doesn't come back and we just do Summer Game Fest from now on. It was definitely more I, wholesome than E3. It was. And it's such a good time of the year to do summer to do games in the summer because none of them are coming out. Yeah. <laughs> so just tell us what we're going to play this winter and yeah. early next year, you know? So that's everything that we it's have good. for the show this week. But there's a reason why this episode is called Summer Game Fest Part 1. Yes, the actual proper Summer Game Fest has happened and we've talked about a lot of the things that were on it. But... There's a ton more events that are happening throughout this week. Literally this Sunday, I'm getting up, feeding my cats, taking a shower, going over to Hector's. Hector's making me breakfast and and Bloody Marys, and we're going to watch the Microsoft press conference. There's several press conferences that day. Oh, yeah. Most of the day. We're going to sit down, and we're going to watch this shit together, and we're just going to love loving video games. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a good weekend, y'all. I'm uh, seriously looking forward to it. But that being said, I know this is the time where we do the big end of the show wrap up, but here's the thing. Devolver Digital already did their event, and yeah. Hector and I really <laughs> want to go, go watch, watch it. Yeah. So until next week, for Hector, this is James. And for James, this is Hector. Everyone, good night. And good game.